Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. They're so big, and when they're on your stuff, they're really big. Paula. I'm not the one trying to dress in disguise here. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. It's the Ugly Truth, everyone. Welcome. It's episode 167. Now I'm going to attempt with my morning voice to do an UG. Are you ready? <laughs> I am. I know. I have my, I still have my cup of coffee next to me. I don't know why. I don't, it's not even that early. That's the problem. Okay, listen. We are genetically, we are not morning people. This is morning. This is when we're getting ourselves together. It takes a lot of work to be who we are. So mornings are tough. It just is. I felt guilty asking you because I realized your kids are already have been out of school for like a long time now. And technically today is my kids last day of school. So I'm still on like the 630 a.m. schedule. So mm-hmm. I've been up for a while, but I realize you probably have not been awake for that long. So well, let's not forget my my largest child leaves the house at quarter to six every day. So um, okay. I'm up. I don't have the luxury of sleeping in. So sorry, producer Dub, you're going to have a lot of drinking and uh, clearing of the throat sounds on this episode. So just come to peace with it. Well, you sound um, kind of allergy. I know you said earlier your allergies are just horrendous. <laughs> they are. Okay, ready? Yes. <laughs> ugh, ugh. Hey, that was not Oh my bad. God, that was really good. <laughs> that was surprisingly okay. You know what I did? I went to my higher registers and I literally <laughs> shut down everything else and that's how that works. So welcome everyone to The Ugly Truth. Um, hopefully you will bear with us with our sad little morning voices and our coffee slurping. We won't slurp in the mics, but it will be happening. We'll try not to be disgusting because God knows yeah. it's nothing we'd ever <laughs> listen to. When I hear people chewing or slurping on a microphone, I want to throw up. I want to reach through whatever device I'm listening to and throttle them and take those things away from them immediately. It's so disgusting. I hate it. Anyway, or you know what I've also heard is people burping and stuff. And all I can think of is your microphone must smell awful. (laughs) It just must be the worst. Well, why is that acceptable? I mean, that's just rude. It's not. It's gross. But, you know, boys are sickening you know they don't care boys are dumb they think it's funny and and there probably is a thousand people who laugh when they hear that and go no 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 (laughs) yeah so anyway welcome to the ugly truth thank you so much for your downloads and your follows on our social media we're getting lots of follows almost daily i get a lot of snapchat followers yeah and uh, we're getting we're building our twitter following base that's the hardest one to do because well, it's just like with podcasts, there's a millions and millions of Twitter handles. And so, you know, everybody who's ever made a name for themselves is on Twitter. So it's really hard to get your voice out. But you guys are following us. So when we first started, we had like 10 followers and now we have over 300. So, hey, Yay! what are you going to do? Okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on in the world this morning. <laughs> I don't know if you're, do you have any idea what's going on in, London, in England? Okay, so I guess somehow I... 
And I'm not the only one that somehow missed this happening. No, you're not. It just hit news. And I think the only reason why I missed it is because they didn't think it was going to happen. But this this Brexit thing basically leaving the union. They're leaving this European union, the EU, the financial thing. Yes. Which which extends beyond that in some yes. other facets, but it's it's Lots. a big deal. It and is, and so it's it's going on, but it's also causing now all of the stock markets all over the world to crash. Yes, well, I wouldn't say crash, but well, I guess you could say crash. Well, they're they're falling, they're yes. plummeting. It's to, they are everything's plummeting. It's a big deal. The reason that a lot of people in the United States, obviously, they're our ally and politically, although they are not considered a democracy like we are, they are, you know, somewhat like a democracy. I don't I mean, I guess they would consider them a democratic because people are voting and stuff like that. But there are other things in place. If something like this happened in the United States, this is very Donald Trumpish. Honestly, it's a very incredibly conservative vote. It was practically split down the middle, fifty-one oh, well, did to forty-nine percent. Did you see his his oh, yeah. uh, helicopter landing there, and he yes. came out, started clapping, and I'm like, "What the fuck is he doing there?" An, yes, well, he has a he has a golf course in Scotland. But what's really funny is that Scotland as a whole voted to stay in the union. Oh yeah, Scotland, Ireland, and so he's and, there. Uh, Iceland, yeah. they all yes. wanted to stay, and I'm right. just like, I don't think you're gonna be quite get the warm welcome. Exactly. So and he's and he didn't even talk about it. He was talking about how his golf course is amazing and wonderful and whatever three words that he uses to describe things. He's such an opportunistic asshole, but whatever. And the (laughs) only reason why he's there is probably because this is somehow going to do good for his business deals. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I don't either. So hopefully, you know, hopefully this, you know, I've I am not confident that Donald Trump won't win. (laughs) I'm just not confident. I don't trust people. People are, they make choices without thinking about the repercussions all the time. All the time. But I mean, that's the other thing too, though, is is that people also have the same viewpoints about Hillary, is is that they don't feel confident in her abilities. And the thought of her becoming president is really frightening to them. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that no one talks about is that there's always other options. It's just that they're the ones that get the most press. You know, there are other people running for president. I, you know, I've I've looked at, you know, the libertarian guy that the main guy who's running on the libertarian ticket is such a goofball. He doesn't take is he it the seriously. one that kind of looks like his face is flat. Well, I just he, he just does stupid stunts like that's going to do anything. And, and I've listened to him be interviewed on several podcasts and he's he's a pretty bright dude, but he's just out of his he's just he's out of his league. Yeah. Well, if he was Donald Trump, he'd and and Donald Trump didn't get any press whatsoever, it would be this guy. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. So anyway, let's move on and talk about the MasterChef episode that aired a couple of days ago. Yes. Did you watch it? I did watch it. So good. So funny. We watched it. We were very excited because, you know, we had known that you had attended the wedding. Yes. Because this was the wedding episode where Chef Nick Nappy married his beautiful bride yes and so this was actually filmed quite a while ago correct it, it was filmed in february so february of this, of this year. year and yes. this was airing in june i had known that you had already gone to the wedding but you hadn't told me anything 
about what anything had happened. Right. Well, because I thought we would talk about it when the episode aired. We, then I would give you right. any details, any questions that you had. Plus, you were basically sworn to secrecy about anything. Right. Well, we couldn't talk about it on the show, obviously. And so I knew when, when it happened and, and I said, yes, we went to the wedding, that was no problem. But the parameters of whose wedding and that it was actually filmed and all of this other stuff, I had to kind of keep on the down low. But what was funny about when we went to that wedding, Daryl was so sick. He had practically had pneumonia. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Yeah. And we almost didn't think we were going to go. And so the day of our flight, Daryl went to the doctor and he said, you don't have pneumonia, but you are sick, but you're getting better. So he said, you've got to take these antibiotics as a precaution because you don't want this to get into your lungs, blah, blah, blah. And Daryl's like, "Okay, so we got the prescription and the pharmacist goes, you will get diarrhea. And he goes, all right. So he comes home and he goes, I can't take these until we get home. And I said, why? He goes, because I'm going to get diarrhea. And I said, oh, God. All right, fine. I don't know how filming goes, but I can pretty much guarantee you there's not a bathroom pretty close by. So, okay, (laughs) we won't do it. (laughs) We won't. We won't take them until we get home. So, I mean, what did you think of the episode? I mean, what did you think? No, it was really good. So the first 20 minutes of the episode, it took us an hour to get through because we were like, pausing watching pausing we're like is that them is that daryl and so we (laughs) spotted you guys a couple of times like um during the ceremony you did well we saw you guys in the last row we were in the last row and so well we saw daryl and then we were watching the episode because the episode was really good actually yeah it was it was very good it was a really good episode Mm -hmm. and then it got to the reception time and then we saw your close-up Shut up. Did you see her close-up? Of course I did. Jamie, it was so good. You thought it was good? It wasn't bad at all. It was so funny because we had some things to do. And so I said, you know what? Let's let it record so we can fast forward through the commercials. Because now you know me. I hate being seen. And so I was terrified that there was going to be anything other than a few sweeping background facial that I was prepared for. I was fine with it, right? Yeah. So the ceremony comes and goes. Obviously, they focus on the MasterChef alumni, which was awesome. Right. What's sad, and I mean, I get it because, you know, I told Daryl, I said, you know, they filmed us for eight to ten hours and they have to take all of that footage. It is a competition show and a wedding, and basically come up with 43 minutes of footage out of all of that footage. So it's like, it isn't like we were going to see the whole wedding or the whole anything, because there's no time. I mean, unless they had made it an extended episode, there there was no way all of that stuff was going to happen. And so it made it seem like you guys were there for like two hours. Oh, my God, Paula. We got there at 10 in the morning and we left at 830 at night. Wow. (laughs) And on top of it. It was really, really windy. We saw the one people's table. There's all their food blew off the table. Yeah, that was our table's food. Oh. We had people at our table who didn't get any. In fact, some of the people that we sat at the table with, Daryl works with, and (laughs) Carrie, who got a couple of great shots, she texted everybody. She goes, well, I know where Tiffany's scallops went. (laughs) They were on the floor. Oh, my gosh. Because it was so windy. But I was sitting there going... 
the camera adds 10 pounds. It just does. It just does. Just be prepared. And so then we're sitting there watching it and it's almost over. And I'm like, oh, thank God. There's been nothing about my cameo. There's no, you know, because they interviewed me. That's not on there. And I was so happy. Then there was the pan. <laughs> and Daryl goes, there we are. And he's like, honey, you look beautiful. I'm like, you mean me and my, me and my meat hook arm? <laughs> my big matronly arm? He's like, really? And I said, what? That's all I saw. That is literally all I saw. So he's like, I'm going back and I'm going through this frame by frame. I'm like, you do that. <laughs> I, But I have to tell you, I love the episode. It was so fun to do. It was a very long day. You know, you really didn't, you know, we weren't fed, really. I mean, we had taster plates. What you saw is what we had. Yes, the lamb was underdone. Absolutely. It wasn't raw, but it was not well done. It was it was very, very underdone. It was edible. Did you get both teams food or just? No, they they split. They split the reception into two. So they basically were serving 75 each. Okay. But they had to be served in a certain time period. So if they ran out of time and if someone didn't get served, then you didn't get food. And so the blue team, they did not complete service for the scallops, as you saw. Right. And half of the people on the blue team side did not eat scallops at all. Like at all. Okay. And so what Chef Ramsay did was he said, you have to serve the people you didn't serve first. And so they like went into overdrive helping blue team serve guests because, and that's when Chef Ramsay, he actually started cooking because because they they were not going to get fed. No, 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 they didn't. And they were not going to get fed at all. And that was unacceptable. And so, and the thing is they didn't show it because I think it was real. Nick Nappy got up and went to the kitchen and started yelling at people. Yeah, they didn't show that either. He was really mad because he's like, look, I get that this is a competition, but you can't even bring anybody food. I mean, what the hell? Right. And that's when that's when the reception actually kind of descended into chaos, specifically the blue team's side of the guests started getting up. First of all, they got incredibly drunk because they hadn't had much to eat. And they started invading the dessert table. <laughs> so oh. they all started consuming all of the wedding cupcakes because there was nothing to eat. And so we're sitting going, well, my scallops were, first of all, they were delicious. Oh, OK. They, they were very good. The red team killed it on the scallops. Right. The polenta that came with the lamb was amazing. I am not a huge fan of lamb, but one of my lamb chops was prepared really well. The other one was undercooked. And so Uh it was gamey. But what was funny is that the cameramen were filming all of the chaos. Nick and Janelle are a little bit stressed about it because we're all being left to our own devices because they're filming. So what was funny, though, is that we all we all knew like way before they announced it that the blue team had completely sucked it. There was no way they were winning. We already knew. Could you hear that kid screaming at everyone? No, you know why we couldn't hear it? Because it was so windy. And they were kind of they were kind of far away. What's funny is in the photo I took, of course, I did not realize that he was right in front next to because he was one of the team leaders. Yeah, which we obviously wouldn't have known. But what's funny is the competitors had their own bathroom trailer. It was really close to their kitchen setup. Oh, OK. And 
our bathrooms were further down away from the tent and kind of hidden. Well, we're all wearing high heels and they made us hike pretty far to get to the tent. And we're all like completely dressed to the nines. Right. Right. So we just started using the contestant, <laughs> the contestant trailer because we're like, screw this. We're right. done walking. You know, right. we're all wearing super expensive clothes and shoes. We're not going to hike down this road to pee. So I went in there and I peed and the whole blue team was waiting in line to go to the bathroom. And oh. I came out. Now, did you see? Andrea was one of the girls that was on the chopping block. Do you remember her? Oh, the girl with the ponytail in the middle of her head? Yes. Yes. She's very hippy dippy. Really, really nice, though. She And she talks kind of like, I don't know where she's from or how old she is or anything like that. But she was like, you look really pretty. And I was like, <laughs> oh, thank you. So I'm like, oh, Andrea, you screwed up. You're going home. But she obviously didn't. She was safe. Yeah, she she was worked safe. her ass off. So... Anyway, so what did you think? No, it was a really good episode, and we completely suspected that the blue team lost. And, I mean, obviously it was Clara. I didn't think the captain should have been safe. I thought he totally blew it, but that was just my opinion. But I think that the lady that went home, rightfully so, she kind of was just dragging her feet, and her uh, vinaigrette was her just awful. Her vinaigrette looked like dripping it was from awful. a pot roast. I didn't, yeah, it was gross. I didn't, and it was pink, and it was it just, was just uh, awful. Not it's like, good do you stuff. not know how to make vinaigrette? I know how to make vinaigrette, for God's not sake, and I... Stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the but, other guy, and... <laughs> <laughs> and the the guy that you like, the uh, fireman, he was totally Manny. like, when he caught the bouquet, he was totally <laughs> freaked out. Did everybody start laughing when he did that? Oh, yeah. Otherwise? Janelle looked a little frightened, but. She was. Well, she had to back up because he's, you know, he's a very large man. And he. <laughs> he looked like, he looked like a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, he's like a wall of a human. So he comes bl- blowing out, grabs that bouquet and comes running across the dance floor like anyone gave a shit. You're just like, I'm glad you guys are happy, but we're yeah. Still starving. (laughs) So we all go back to the hotel and we invade the hotel restaurant. I mean, wall to wall guests. And we like Daryl and I, we're we're eating these little sliders. And I turned to Daryl and I think I told you this before. I said, do you remember? And I am telling him this when we're sitting there because we were we were so starving. And I said, do you remember when we uh, rescued Angelica Pickles, our cat? And he goes, yeah. I go, remember how she was so tiny that we had to feed her wet cat food through a straw? And he said, yeah, I remember that. I go, do you remember when she was so hungry she was crying and shaking? And he goes, yeah. I go, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> God. The Uggs know if you're going to go out in public, it's best that you at least do a lip and a clip. To help out, Paula has your Lip and Clip Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Ugly Truth Avon Store. Here's Paula. Good news, friends. Avon's True Color eyeshadow quads are on sale. Quad compacts have four numbered eyeshadows telling you exactly where to apply your makeup so your eyes look like they were done by an expert. And since eyeshadow quads are so addicting, this current sale is perfect. Buy two quads for just $9.99. Hurry up and buy yours before it's too late. Get this and tons of other lip and clip favorites from our Avon store at uglytruth.com slash shop. And now, once again, here are the Uggs. Anyways, so... So you saw our cameo. Yeah, yeah, no, we saw everything. It was... Yeah. There was a couple of, like, a couple of distant shots of you and Mm -hmm. Daryl first. So Victor spotted you guys first. Uh, and so we went back and paused them. We're like, oh, there they are, you know, because <laughs> the camera must have like wrapped around. 
And then there was the close-up of you. And we're like, oh, my gosh, there you are. And so. There I am. Someone uh, tweeted me. And they're like, I saw you on MasterChef last night. Adorable. And I was like, like. (laughs) And so Olivia took a couple pictures with the tablet because she was excited. She's like, it is exciting. So speaking of Gordon Ramsay and Chef Tosi, did you get to meet them or what? No, they were so into the filming and the production the 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 pictures that i took the picture i took and the one that actually what's funny is i've seen a lot of guests posting photos of that day and they all look like mine because that's literally all we got you know they were super strict about taking pictures and so we weren't really because we signed these confidentiality clauses and you know we got warning emails like a month later going you guys were seeing stuff online you cannot post about this wedding you have to wait so then the flurry of photos start showing up you know wednesday tuesday I and wednesday i saw that i was so excited um it was yeah. it was kind of like Everyone coming out of a cave after like the end of the world, you know, everyone starts showing their pictures. It's like, come out, come out (laughs) wherever you are. But I have a few favorites, but the one that is my favorite, they're not profiling yet. Which Which means they probably go. Which leads me to believe he's going to go far because they did that. They did that with Nick. They didn't start profiling Nick until like the like after like five or six episodes yeah he was like top i mean, I think when he hit like top eight they started profiling him a little bit more right and when we had dinner with nick and janelle back way before the uh, last year actually in july a year almost a year ago to the day we had dinner with them the show had just ended and janelle was looking at me like she goes you have no idea <laughs> i was like okay because it was a very controversial elimination and so, oh, yeah. so for that, you know, I was like, why well, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Nick, honestly, should have been at the top two. Even if Claudia was going to win, if she, I mean, and, you know, I've seen photos of her food preparation, beautiful food. Yeah. So I'm not surprised now, looking back, that she won. Nick, I think, should have been top two. No question. I don't think it would have changed anything for him, to be honest. I think no. that, I think he's completely blossoming and doing and like he said he's still living his dream and doing exactly what he wants to do and i think that was going to happen regardless well this just pushed him to do it and i and i'm for that we can't wait i mean i know that his restaurant in san diego bar one is to open very soon this summer yeah we're obviously going on vacation this year, so we can't necessarily go down for the grand opening. But I I know that we're going to make every effort to go down within the first few months of it yeah. opening. But if you are in the San Diego area and you oh, happen yeah. to be in Little Italy, look up Bar One. I believe they're going to be opening, I think, in July sometime. So well, hopefully. But you know with restaurants, if they can. That's true. But, but, we'll, yeah. but we'll tweet it out once the oh, grand absolutely. opening happens. And so... Um, you can check them out. So anyways, Definitely. thank you, Chef Nappy, for letting us be a part of your little journey. We're so excited yes. and we're going to definitely be following him um, and Janelle as uh, far as they'll let us follow them. Without getting too weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah, being for too sure. strange. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, let's. Um. Okay. So you told me last night you wanted to talk about some parental guilt. So I would like to know what that what that is, entails. It can't okay. be too significant so your children are young now as i told you we are having to change the kids schools yes and so i have been feeling really guilty about it because brian's in fourth grade olivia's Mm -hmm. in first they they've been going to the same school since they've started kindergarten 
And I have been trying everything I can because I mentioned for a long time that we've been trying to move. Right. And I've been trying to move because I've been trying to move back into the school boundaries yes. so they can keep going to the same school. And right. I just I I really struggled to to be able to make that happen. So I have a lot of guilt because I wasn't able to make that happen. And mm-hmm. so I feel responsible for that. So every day that I've picked them up from school and they start talking about the new school and, and, you know, you know, missing their friends and stuff, I'll be like, why don't we go get an ice cream or why don't we (laughs) So every day. You're trying to feed the pain. Probably for like the last month, we've gotten slushies, we've got ice cream, we've got (laughs) candy bars, you know, I've let them get McDonald's or, you know, it's just, and I'm not trying to encourage them to like eat away their emotions. Cause I mean, that's not what I'm trying to do, but I, right. I'm trying I, to let them eat away your emotions. I just feel so <laughs> bad. So I just want to just make them feel better. But yesterday it was just an all time low for me. Cause today is literally <laughs> the, the last. last day of school. Okay. Right. Right. So yesterday I picked them up from school. We're in the car and Olivia says, she's like, Mom, she's like, I don't want to leave my friends. I don't want to start a new school. And she starts crying. Oh. And I'm driving, and she's in the back seat, and she literally is, like, crying, crying. kind of, like, like sobbing a little bit. Right. And so I start crying because I don't know what to do. Like because I, you feel terrible because there's nothing you can do. I, I, I feel really awful. And so then I just find myself saying, like, I really tried my best, guys, and I <laughs> I didn't want this to happen, and I really wanted to move, and I really did try, and, you know, I don't right. want you guys to be sad, and so I, anyways, I literally have a breakdown in the car, and I end up sobbing while I'm driving. Oh, my and God, kids, are your children, like, hysterical? The, no, the kids are just like, it's okay, Mom, it's okay. Oh, now they're comforting they're you. Like, they're like, we'll make new friends, and it'll be oh, fun, no. and so then I feel oh. like an asshole you're not because, an asshole no i feel like an asshole because sure. i'm like now i'm They're- not even allowing them to have feelings because oh, that's what i was gonna say <laughs> because then you know i'm taking away from their moment because i'm so self-absorbed <laughs> in my own feelings and now you feel bad about something so else now i feel about that and i'm just like god damn it i'm like does everything have to be about me you know i'm just like jesus <laughs> well first of all Now, this is a little, I don't know, and I would never discount your children's feelings. However, is it possible that perhaps they have become like the uh, Pavlov's dog? They get in the car, they mention something about leaving the school, and mommy takes us to get something yummy. Is it possible that she was doing that to get something yummy? I'm just saying. I think yesterday it was genuine because it's finally like... Hitting home that tomorrow is the last day of school. And right. I am all on board with spoiling children you know, right. when, when we're having a rough go of it. It's a, it. It is a nice little escape from reality. And there are a lot of changes going on right now. So for me, it's like, eh, you know, Slurpee here, ice cream there, party here, party there, whatever. It's, right. it's a temporary thing. It, their whole life isn't like that. It's not like they're going to become little Veruca salts. So to me, it's like, oh, you know what? I mean, you'll be the you'll be the the bad guy in the fall and, you know, reality will set in and you'll have to be more, you know, 
structured. But for now, it's summer and, you know, there is a lot of changes and I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, enjoying a little indulgence. Well, I mean, I'll have to stop at some point because I just won't, <laughs> will no longer be able to afford to <laughs> your guilt, your guilt to money, live this way. But yes. <laughs> I just and, you know, the good thing about Ryan is he's actually not even like he's kind of excited like he's not really yeah, worried about it. i mean he's start. he's sad to say goodbye to his friends because he's sure. been going there a long time but he's still excited about it so that kind of takes some stress off of me because he's not worried about it nah. but you he'll know be, it's he'll a, be good it's olivia he's, that, he's a well-adjusted child it's olivia yes. that makes me want to throw up because <laughs> she'll be fine you know, she just I really I have all the confidence she'll be a she'll she'll succeed and she will do well. OK, so my child, Tyler, my son uh, moved out. I know. This week. And so the opposite of you, where yours are still in your nest for many, many years, my son has flown the coop. Now, obviously, we said goodbye to Natalie, but she did not live with us full time. And my son, as I've spoken about in many episodes past, you know, he's had a he had a very challenging adolescence. He was diagnosed with some emotional imbalances that, you know, thanks for, you know, mental health uh, awareness and the fact that we know so much now about those things. He has championed that and he's able to move on with his life a little bit later than most, but not really. When you think about people who live at home, a lot of people stay at home until they're in their early 20s. And so uh, he moved out on Monday and I am struck. I was struggling. I'm better. T- today is actually the first day that I'm actually feeling really good about it. I, mean, I think about him all the time right now. So Monday, he told me on Sunday that he's like, no, mom, I'm moving out on Monday, not Tuesday. And I said, wait, you t- it, it's tomorrow. He goes, yeah. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. I, I thought I had another day. And he's like, no, mom, it's Monday. And I said, all right. So I told him I would buy him a, a little dining table because he doesn't he didn't have one. Right. And the one we have is humongous. And, you know, one bedroom apartments are very small. <laughs> so well, they, we didn't. Yes, ha- they are. All the furniture that we wanted to give him wouldn't fit in anywhere. And so he's moving in with his girlfriends and she had a couple of items. She had a little futon, which I think is adorable because when I first moved out, I had a futon. Mm-hmm. And so I said, all right, well, I mean, I have a ton of stuff that I can give you for the kitchen. I gave him our toaster oven because he he's the only one that uses it really. Just stuff like that. Um, he took his bed and whatever furniture he had in his room, but he didn't have a dining room table. And I said, well, let's go to Ikea because they have great options for tiny. That's what that's their whole thing is tiny things. Right. So let's go there and I will buy you a dining room table. He goes, all right. So now Tyler is kind of like me where, believe it or not, I'm not a big fan of spending money. I'm not. I hate it. It's a lot of it has to do with the fact that when I first moved out, I was 19 and I got in debt really, really fast. And I I got myself in trouble. And so when I got myself out of trouble, from that point on, I'm super conservative about my money. I don't like spending money. I hate having credit. It's just, I'm just really gun shy about it. So Ikea is great, though, when you're a kid, because you can spend 100 bucks and get a dining room set that will last you until you move into your first house. Right. So we go there, we're looking around, and Daryl's like, oh, this and this and this. And I said, okay, hold on. I know him pretty well. He does not have your taste. He has different taste. So we're going to let him pick out whatever he wants and then we'll move forward. So we found this one cute little square table. I go, well, this is really cute. And then out of nowhere, he goes, no, I like that one over there. And it's a little round table. And it was really, really cute. And so we got him that. 
And um, next thing I know, I'm like buying, you know, everything. I'm like, okay, you need a cutting board and you need this and you need a, you need a new duvet cover for your bed because you want your bed to look nice. And I mean, I couldn't stop myself. Oh I my mean, God. How much I mean, did we, you spend? At Ikea, it was $230. Oh, that's not that bad. No, it was nothing. I mean, I was prepared to spend 200 on the table, but the table was, you know, because they don't need a huge table, they're so cheap when they're that tiny. Right. That, you know, it's like nothing. It's like going to the grocery store, practically. So we get all that stuff. We load it all up. He's incredibly grateful. We get everything piled up. So Monday comes and all of his items are in the front room ready for to load up. His girlfriend's dad has a truck and they're going to use his truck because they don't have that many things. So I ran away from home. I took Malia and we went to the beach because I couldn't watch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I Is that why those it. pictures were up? Okay. Yes. I couldn't do it. I said, I've got, I, you know, I'm a big fan of fighting, but when I'm really upset or not prepared to deal with reality, I run away. That is my number one thing is I run away. So I got Malia and we went to Sonoma Coast and we spent the day there together. It was really super windy, but we had a good time. When I knew I was sure that he was probably done getting all of his stuff out of the house, I came home. <laughs> so Daryl helped him move the big stuff because he actually got home before we did because we hit some traffic. He took the last load and I started bawling. <laughs> I started crying. I was like, God damn it. I was hoping that I wouldn't do this. I was hoping that if I didn't see him move, it would be okay. But then I saw his empty bedroom. And yeah. it was like freaking Toy Story 3. I know. And I was like, God damn it. And the thing is, Daryl's been really sweet. He's like, honey, he's five miles away. And I said, it doesn't matter. It's I my know. baby. And the thing is, is that I we just said goodbye to Natalie. But now you feel like how Daryl felt. Well, I've said goodbye to Tyler before. I thought the, the, the when he moved out when he was 18, I thought that was it. Mm -hmm. But I did the whole bawling my head off for five hours thing. So I didn't do that this time. But the reason this feels a little different is because he's definitely not coming back. Like, this is it. This is permanent. He's a man now and he's got his life. He's got his full time job. He he's really responsible and he's really happy really happy you probably feel like he's ready this time he is ready yeah whereas before it probably didn't feel like he was ready right so. right so i've been in a you know i was in a depression for a couple of days and i told sure. daryl i said i go look i go i realize that this seems silly because my mind is saying you're being ridiculous you know he's literally 10 miles away from you it's like you could almost you could walk there if you had to but i said but i I just have to feel this i have to feel it i have to mourn i have to process and then i'll be fine you know i told daryl when tyler was preparing to move out like the week before i said how do you feel about foster caring kittens <laughs> and he's like are you serious right now and i said yeah i go i could do it i i work from home i i could totally do it he's like Jamie, we would have like a hundred kittens. We would never get rid of any of them. And I said, I would, I would do it because then I would get more. So I would foster them so I could get more kittens. He's like, okay, we need to just take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, come on. And I said, I could do it. I'd be a great foster parent. So that's what he's dealing with right now. You have to think of something good to do with that room. We're, it's going to be a guest room, but it will also be where Daryl will work when he works from home because he oh, works from okay. home fairly regularly. And, you know, he's pretty annoying when he's out and out and about with with the general population here. 
And so he's very distracting because he, oh, okay. he all he wants to do is play. And he's like sitting at his desk trying to do his work. And then I'll walk by because I'm cleaning or whatever. He'll look at me. He's like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, well, I thought I would uh, do the dishes and, uh, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, um, do you want to go out to lunch today? And I'm like, it's 830. It's 830. Like, no, I don't want to go out to lunch. You mean breakfast, maybe? And uh, no, not, not really, because I'm in my bathrobe and I enjoy it. And he's constantly going, are you hungry? And I'm like, no, I do not need to constantly feed. God, it's crazy. That's you know what? That must be the curse of the early schedule because I'll be sitting on the couch drinking coffee <laughs> and Victor's like, so what do you want to do today? And I'm like, I don't really want to think about what I want to do today at the moment because I just want to exist and watch the news. At the, Can I you just? Know. And he's like all dressed and ready for the day. And I'm just like, <sighs> I realize you've been awake since 5 a.m., but I yeah. don't want to do what you're doing right now. <laughs> I can't even comprehend what you're doing right now. Yeah, that happens. That happens quite a bit on his day off. And the thing with him it's like he'll work from home and you know he doesn't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning the day he's working from home and so I will sleep but then he'll be tossing and turning he'll be checking his phone he'll be you know fiddling around and finally I'm just like you know what can you just get up please get up I just need like that last 30 minutes I can't he's like oh am I keeping you awake I'm like yes get out but it is what it is. Oh, you saw that photo that I posted last week, how I got bitten by a little red spider? Yes. Did you get okay. your test done? <laughs> no, I was just joking about that. Oh, okay. But no, I was in my garden because I have a little garden and it's just doing really, really good. And so I was in there and all of a Do sudden- Do you I still have this... that snake, by the way? I have not seen Verdell in weeks. Good. Yeah, he's gone. I think, well, it's, you know, it's summer now. So he must be off out and about doing his thing. He moved on to greener pastures. I believe he did because, and I haven't seen that lizard either, thank God. That lizard was terrifying. I mean, Riddell was fine. I don't like coming upon him. He might be around, but I have not seen any clue of him, which is nice. Maybe it's been too hot. Well, snakes like the heat. Don't they like to be out in the sun when it's hot? You know, I don't know anything about snakes. I try and avoid them. <laughs> right. So I'm in the garden and I'm going through and I'm pulling out whatever little tomatoes are red or whatever. And I look down. I have I have my flip-flops on. I look down. I have this little red dot on the very top of my foot. I go, what is that? And all of a sudden it bit me. And I was like, oh. what the fuck? And so I, I rubbed it off and I was like, god damn it. What was that? And I thought, was it like, I didn't know if it was a bug or like something hot it was like burning me i couldn't tell what it was because it it was so so small and so i went in the house and my foot started to burn and i'm like what the hell happened out there and i thought was the red spot the bite and something had landed and i didn't see it or something like did i get bitten by like a like a hornet or something i didn't know so i start looking at it and i have this huge welt on the top of my foot oh my god and i was like what did I just encounter? And then I started to get nervous because that's usually venom or something, right? And so I start Googling little red bugs or spiders or whatever, and it's called a red spider mite. And when they bite you, it's because they were attempting to lay eggs and it didn't work. And so they bite you because they're like pissed. 
Do we have those in California? Yes, they can kill citrus trees. And I said, you know what? This explains why this citrus tree that we have in our yard is dying. It's probably infested with these things. And so now Gross. I'm going to cut. The, I'm cutting the tree down. I'm done. I'm not dealing with that shit. I don't know what they are or why they bite, but I'm over it already. And so, because yeah, I mean, here in California, we don't deal with anything red and biting usually, I know, like I ants know. or something stupid. Oh God, what? Did I tell you my car got infested with ants? Uh, about a year ago, you no, told me that. No, it happened again. Oh, my so God. On How is this happening? On Father's Day, we were getting in the car because we had had a nice breakfast. We were enjoying our day, and we were going to take Daddy fishing. And so mm. we got into the car, and we were sitting down, and Victor's like, oh, my God, ants. So I oh immediately my e- ejected myself from the car. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't even look to see where they were. Doesn't matter. And Victor started looking around, trying to figure out where they were coming from, And in between the driver's side seat cushion and the center console was an Oreo cookie. (gasps) Are you sure it wasn't a white cookie? That had a a cream filling detached from it laying next to it. Oh, my God. And it was covered in ants. (gasps) How do they get in your car? Well, because we park up against these bushes. Uh Uh-huh. They're like tree bushes that have like these pink and red and white flowers so they get in and, and through they're the really seams. like they're really like sticky and kind of sappy so they get it's, in through the seams of the car and just so, hunt for food so if you park too close to them they'll come into like the cracks of your car oh my god and so i must have parked too close to them one day now i obviously don't eat oreo cookies and <laughs> ryan he eats oreo cookies but he eats all of his cookies and right. only one person in our family <laughs> likes to separate the oreo cookies and takes the white cream filling out wonder who that could be i am sure you could take a wild guess princess olivia yes she does now why she would choose to throw stick it? it between the seat of my seat and the center console no one mm. will ever know but <laughs> the mentality of a child <laughs> as she would explain her room is a dirt bag and so we had to go to the local car wash and victor had to vacuum out the whole car <laughs> and before we could go fishing on, on father's day so mm. that was his present that awesome. he had to vacuum out my whole car to eradicate mm-hmm. the car of ants. That's terrifying actually. I wouldn't I would not be pleased to have critters in my in my car. That oh, would be bad. Oh, I was very angry. Oh, I can there only is imagine. Now a, there is a no eating and drinking policy in my good. car now. Well, good. Yeah, so enough of the enough of the bugs. Although, um, you know, it was funny cuz I I swore that I wasn't going to go to the movies to see Finding Dory, and we were super like bored the other when when the night it came out, and I told I turned to Daryl and I said, "Do you want to go see Finding Dory?" He's like, "You know what? I really do." And I said, "Okay. Malia, do you want to go see Finding Dory?" "Yeah, I'll go see Finding Dory." We're like, "All right, let's go." So, we're going to go to the you 9 guys o'clock. Went, yeah, you went kind of late. We went, well, <laughs> you know how much I love children. And so oh, that's true. So that was probably good timing then. We thought, you know what? Nine o'clock, most of those little rugrats are in bed. It'll be riddled with 20 somethings and people like us, and that'll be that. So we get there. Place was pretty full. Got our seats. And uh, I was sitting next to a kid. He was probably like in his early 20s. And he was clearly a college football player. The boy must have been seven feet tall. And he, he was not fat at all, he was pure muscle. And he was sitting next to me. He was radiating off so much heat. 
Oh, God. Like, I was like, he was like a freaking stove. Now, you know, I've met people like that where they're just naturally warm. Was he sweating? No, 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 no. Because, you know, there's some people when they're just hot all the time, they just (laughs) perpetually sweat. And he was being, he was trying so, because he barely, he looked like The Rock, actually. He barely fit in the seat because he's so big. Did he smell? No, he was okay, a very good. clean kid. It was just the heat, but he was a mountain of a human. And I thought, you poor dude. I mean, how do you even do this? You know, he's with a couple of his friends and they're all sitting there. And when Finding Dory started, he was giggling, which I thought was so cute, you know, because he wasn't he was nice, you know, but right. I, I turned and Daryl's like, would you like to switch seats with me? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm fine. I'm not going to be the one to make this poor kid feel more uncomfortable because he's so huge. He's a gargantuan. No I'm surprised Daryl didn't suggest it in the first place well he did but the problem was is the way we were going up malia was going to be the one sitting next to him and i'm like no she'll be smothered no right that that can't happen so anyway at one point i offered to lift the armrest because he was like wedged in like a little piece of you know like when play-doh is coming out of one of the little spouts right he looked like and i felt sorry for him and i'm like do you want to like lift the thing he's like no it's okay so his other the other side they did it so but we were like literally thigh to thigh because he was so big he was completely over on my side right but anyway it was crowded and there were children there and within 15 minutes of the pixar short coming out which was adorable by the way it it is so good better than finding dory actually there were screaming children screaming screaming children like what are they what are they screaming about they're tired it is 9 30 in the evening they have no business being there what's like a like a three-year-old was there and i said what person in their right mind thought that this was a great idea why do parents do that i don't know and i'm like why can't you just go when all the other preschoolers go at 10 30 in the morning so you can all be miserable together and everybody ups and leaves at some point anyway none of them stick no one can stick through two solid hours of darkness no child no child. This is the question I ask myself when I'm at the grocery store at night and I see parents with like young children and yes. the kids are all unruly and they're like, stop it. Stop it right now. And I'm like, you stop it. You're the one that brought them <laughs> to the goddamn grocery store at nine o'clock at night. What when do they you should expect? be sleeping. I like, don't What do you expect it. of them? To I behave know. themselves? Are you kidding me? It's, I don't want to behave myself and I hate it being here. It's like, look, all of us at nine o'clock at night want to be at home either sleeping or having a cocktail. This is not the place for a child that at that hour. I can't so, guarantee when I turn the aisle that I'm going to behave myself. <laughs> so, you know me and I have literally no tolerance for bad parenting. I have no tolerance for nobody, it. Now, yeah, nobody does. We all make poor choices as parents. We all have our regrets. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the idiotic confidence that this parent had thinking that, oh, my angel will be perfect. He loves Pixar. He'll be so great. And then lights go out. Half the, the short begins, which is only like five minutes long, two and a half minutes into it. Now, as a good parent, what would you do? Take you would your remove kid yourself. Out of your theater, right. Oh, but no. We're going to have to endure this temper tantrum from this little child and this terrible parent who's going to make us all listen to the screaming child. And, you know, honestly, they were on the other side of the theater. Had I even been even halfway closer, I would have said, hey, get them out of here. Because right. I'm like, we all paid 
you know, 50 bucks to be sitting there with our families. We're not going to have it be ruined by you and your stupidity of bringing this poor kid into this show. It's so rude. So don't do it, people. Don't take them to the late show. How long did it go on for? 20 minutes. Are you kidding me? Nope. And did they leave? They did not. They waited for them to tire. And then they sat there with their tired child and slept, I assume. But it, it was annoying. It, I mean, annoying is putting it mildly. But, you know, the thing is, is that everybody acted like it was no big deal. And I'm thinking, why am I the only one who's absolutely out of their mind right now? Because people are so just like capable of speaking up. And they're just like, and I'm like, what are you afraid of? They're the one that's, you know, sitting there with the screaming child. What do you think they're going to do? Get up and punch you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, they're the one at the disadvantage. Right. So we saw Finding Dory. Definitely not as good as the original, which you don't ex- I never expect a sequel to, to match the original to anything. Pixar is good, but, you know, even sequels other than Toy Story 3, no Pixar sequel has been as good as the original. So but it was there was a lot of funny lines. Olivia will love it. She okay. will love it. I assume Ryan will, too. But I mean, it's really catered to the I'd say the six to eight year old kid. But it's really fun. And it's so it's is it the kind of movie we can can we wait until it comes out on like Yes. Okay, yeah. because it's not a must see. There's like three movies that came out. There was Finding Dory that's coming out. There's yeah. Independence Day Two that's right. coming out that we want to see. And oh. then there's also The Life of Pets that's coming out that we want to see. Yeah, they push the crap out of that in the theater. They there's a Cinemark commercial using those those pets, and then of course the actual trailer for Life of Pets. So we got a ton of Life of Pets. I'm not interested whatsoever. Oh my god, the kids all. are like begging me to see the life of pets, and you'll so, be, I think you'll be bored out of your mind. Personally. Well, I mean, I I probably will, but I mean, I I'll I'll probably make a Victor take them. To be honest, I don't I don't like those movies. I have sat through Pokemon Mewtwo. Okay, I have sat through Spy Girl and Shark Lava Kid or whatever. Oh I've god. I've seen every horrific children's movie on the planet in the theater jamie you've taken my kids to see more kid movies than i have i know i I don't take them to see kid movies i know between you and victor you guys (laughs) take them to see the kid movies i don't do kid movies i mean and it's i don't like going to the movies i really don't i think that's fine but But i I did promise ryan i would take him to see independence day too wow see i'm definitely not gonna go see he really wants to see it really did he see the first one Yes, he's obsessed okay. with the first well, one. Well, and then I Even get though it. he knows Will Smith's not in it, he just, he really wants to see it. That's cool. So That's I said, fine. All right. I mean, I'm like, we'll go see it. Yeah. So. I mean, our family, they're huge. We're, you know, we're nerdy. And so whenever a Marvel movie comes out, we're seeing it. Now, I have bowed out of several <laughs> because I'm like, look, there's a, a bloodline of nerd in me, but I am not a voracious nerd when it comes to movies and comic books and all that stuff it's it's a very it's like nerd light you know so i can't sit i really struggle sitting through those films they're really good though they're really well made i mean any batman movie i'm gonna go see because that's where my nerd is but i can't do the avenger iron man all that stuff i just get bored I get bored. I really, really do. And so Daryl takes them to those. I just can't do it. He's like, honey, you got to watch this. And I'm like, you know what? I Pass. Just pass. They all look the same to me. I mean, 
I can't tell. He's like, Mom, he's like, Mom, this is Marvel, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, how is this different than the last three ones that we watched? And he's <laughs> just like, Mom, this is the one with Thor and Captain America. And I'm oh. like, the last one's had Captain America in it. He's like, no. He's like, that was that was the Flash and blah, blah, Listen, blah. You guys go see your blockbusters. I will be at home watching Overboard and Money Pit. Okay. And I'll be very happy. I'm watching HGTV. <laughs> That's what I'm watching. I freaking love Overboard. <laughs> That's my that answer was, to that all was of so it. so funny that it was on last night. It's on randomly all the time. And I'm like, I will never not turn this off when it's on. It's kind of the same when A League of Their Own is on or when Terms of Endearment is on. I can't help myself. Yeah, it was Just funny. love to emotionally cut myself. Okay, well, let's do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. <laughs> So mine is pretty short and sweet, but uh, still funny at the same time. Me and the kids went to the grocery store the other day, and we only needed a few things, so I didn't need a shopping cart. Yeah. I was just going to get one of those hand basket things. And so we walk into the store, and I didn't readily see them up around because, you know, usually they have, like, right when you come in, next yeah. to the shopping carts, the stand that right. has the baskets stacked up. Yeah. And so I didn't see them. And so I kind of walk more into the store um, near the cash registers and or the checkout stands, thinking maybe they were like stacked up over there somewhere. Sure. And right there was a refrigerator with some sodas and like Gatorades and things, and there was a like a courtesy clerk stacking them in there. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'll ask this courtesy clerk. And so it was a young man stacking him in there, and I said, "Excuse me, sir." And they glanced up at me, and I'm like. I mean, um, <laughs> ma'am. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Was it a was it a girl with short hair? Very short hair. Like imagine like a high end okay. type, but with yes. more of like a surfer kind of, yes. oh, you know, bleached blonde. You weren't looking at her face when you said it, were you? Very pale. Well, I was looking at the side. Okay, she okay. was she was kind of bent down <laughs> sure. doing something at the side of her face. <laughs> But she had like these thick, short kind of gauged hoop earrings on, like okay. a, some kind of leather necklace. So it was a it was more of a masculine girl look. Very masculine, you know. T shirt tucked in. She was very kind of muscular built. Sure. No so makeup. You thought, it was, you thought it was a boy. I thought she was a young man. You know. And <sighs> was so she offended or did she get over it? Well, that's the thing. She looked at me and she looked. She looked a little offended. <laughs> I'm just like, well, oh, excuse no. me. I'm sorry. I, you know, tomboys could be mistaken for a boy on accident when you don't have when you're not looking in their face. I'm just like, I'm not the one <laughs> trying to dress in disguise here. You know, <laughs> well, like I, I know you what know, you're saying. If you, <laughs> if you don't want to be mistaken for something, you know, help other people out. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, it was it was an honest mistake. But I mean, right. she acted like you know she's how dare you, know, you? when I said it. She just kind of like slumped back and kind of did a sigh, like you know. Oh well, God, you know what? Now that would make me mad. And I was just then like, I'd be irritated, be like, really, really? Okay, look, I acknowledge that you can be whatever you want to be. If you're a female, awesome. 
but I didn't even look at your face. All I saw was the rest of you, which is clearly very masculine. I was like, I apologize. I didn't recognize that, you know, you were so womanly, but I mean, I you know, and I realized girls can be whatever they want, but <laughs> upon approach and don't act like, and I was thinking to myself yeah. and I'm like, and don't even act like this isn't the first time this has happened. <laughs> right. Trying to acknowledge. You know, it's like, I yes, mean, I'm uncomfortable and I'm awkward right now, but that doesn't mean that what you did, what I did was completely out of the realm of possibility. And I said I was sorry. I'm yeah. not, I know that doesn't make it better, but I mean, <laughs> I apologize. You I would have been like, look, I, I would have been like, look, at least I didn't ask if you were pregnant, okay? I just, I mean, you know, but my kind of the same and thing, so, right? And kind of so I think thing. when we walked, I think when we walked away, I asked Ryan, I'm like, did she look like a boy or what? You know, I because I kind of I needed the validation, and I feel yes. bad because I know I shouldn't be, you know, including my children in my shenanigans. But I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I just I sometimes I need a sounding board, and Ryan's old enough now to where he can he can, <laughs> he can somewhat acknowledge that. And then you're sometimes right or wrong. I can just tell by the look on his face where he's just like, "God, why is she asking me?" You know, yeah, he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> I know. That's funny. Anyways. Okay, well, I had two. They're both fairly mild, but this one I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you because. I kind of should know better. We went to the beach, as I told you. Malia and I, well, our whole family, we have this ritual. We we get to Petaluma, and there's a Whole Foods there. And it's one of the best Whole Foods we've ever been to. It's kind of smaller. I've been to that one, that Whole Foods before. Yeah. It's just, you know, everything's super fresh, and they have a great yeah. salad bar and stuff. So whenever we're on our way to the Sonoma Coast, we always stop at Whole Foods to get our whatever we're going to snack on, usually lunch. And then we head on back through to the the beach. Malia and I go in there. We get all of our stuff. And we always get this really delicious rosemary Meyer lemon sourdough bread that we snack on. And then we got we got salads. So we're at the beach. We have our little salads. And we're like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, well, let's try to fly this kite. It's super windy, but we'll try. So now, as you know, there are seagulls at the beach. Mm -hmm. And they are very aggressive when it comes yes. to people leaving their food out. We have watched and made fun of hundreds of people who are so silly to leave out their picnic and go walk for the beach. And then when they come back, it looks like a war zone and all their food's gone. And what's funny is no one helps. Like no one runs them off. Everybody just sits there and going, well, rookie. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Now, I did not do that. I did not just leave everything out. We had a Trader Joe's bag, and I put everything back in the Trader Joe's bag, and I sat it next to our stuff. Everything was packed away. So we go to the, the shoreline. It's a beautiful day. We're trying to fly this big dragon kite that we have, and it's just too windy. It's not working. But we're laughing about it, and there's this little kid who's following us around thinking it's fun, and we're like, well, we don't know who you are, but we're having a good time. And then all of a sudden, we hear screaming. <laughs> And we're, we look up, we're like, what is that? We look, we have like 50 birds on our stuff. Oh, my God. They had gotten into the Trader Joe's bag, ripped apart all the garbage, and got to the bread. And they had pulled the bread out of its wrapping and were fighting over it on our blanket. They were dismembering it. They were destroying it. And then Malia... <laughs> Malia's like, you didn't put it away. I go, I put it away. We're 
running and I look like an idiot running in the you know how hard it is to run in sand it's very <laughs> difficult yeah and plus you don't get anywhere fast <laughs> no I felt like I was in a dream I felt like I was I've done that before dream. trying to run uphill and I'm like this looks really pointless <laughs> I, I usually fall at some point so I'm running going I'm trying to get to the bread now we can't eat it I mean it's been attacked by birds well and when you get there I mean do they really fly away or do they just keep going at it oh no we we literally had to come up on them and Malia hates seagulls like hates them so they're, she's running gross and they're huge they're so big and when they're on your stuff they're really big I would have just <laughs> let them have something it there. to be honest I'd be like oh have it keep it well I would except that there was a couple about three feet away from our stuff and they're being bombarded by wings because there are so many they're all oh. <laughs> and it's like the freaking the birds the movie it was Red terrifying and I'm like, I'm coming and I'm running. I'm like, and everyone's laughing because this is what happens when you don't learn your life. Malia's like, why? Why, mom? I'm like, OK, first of all, do not turn on me right now. OK, <laughs> I realize I'm the only adult here, which I I'm know. not comfortable with. She's a teenager. She has to blame course. someone. She has to distance herself from the situation. Listen, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Everyone was laughing. Our our bread was ruined. The birds, you know, they didn't shit on our blanket, but there was some spitty stuff, oh, like gross. wet stuff, because they were fighting. And I'm like, all right. So I fixed it, and I had to put it under the blanket. And we were terrified for the rest of the day. I said, I, I don't know. I mean, now that they know it's there, they could just pull the blanket back and get back in it again, for all we know. That's I mean, true. we don't even know. But I'm like, God damn it. So many years of going to the beach, never having this happen. And Daryl goes, oh, well, you didn't bring up the zip bag, the bag with the zipper on it. That's how we always do it. And I said, well, pardon me for not knowing how things go. I usually just come along for the ride. I'm never in charge of this stuff. You know, I'm just here. So <laughs> lesson learned, Jamie. Oh, you can't well. just leave it out. The birds well, will Well, now you know you'll bring your zip bag next time. <sighs> No, next time I'll be bringing Daryl. Yeah, that's what you get for going rogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going solo. That's what I get for trying to do something on my own. So anyway, that was mine. I don't know. I'm going to give it to you because you humiliated another human being. Even though I humiliated my child, that was just nature. That wasn't actually. You know, yeah. mine wouldn't have been so bad if she hadn't have acted like it was such a big deal. <laughs> and I'm just like, really? Like, that's the thing that baffled me the most is I'm just like, you're really going to be offended? Like, <laughs> you you choose your me. look and then you act like we're all supposed to act like you don't look masculine. <laughs> I just like it. It just it, I just imagined some guy wearing a dress, and you're just like, "Excuse me, ma'am," and they're just like, "I'm a guy," and you're like, "Well, then why are you wearing a dress?" Yes, traditionally, me. only females wear those, unless you're in Ireland. Jeez. So yes, it's true. Totally well, thank true. You. I appreciate that. Five thousand so. points to Paula. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Okay, so thanks everybody for joining us this week. Thank you for uh, the downloads and for your shopping and uh, all of your uh, social media contacts. Keep joining us on our Snapchat, our Twitter, and our Facebook. Keep up the likes. We always appreciate that. And we'll see you next time, okay? Bye! Bye! That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.